what is up guys welcome to the sixth episode of the bias reality podcast i am your host Orwell. it's your boy eddie um today uh we have cornelius back on the podcast you want to say hi to the what's going on guys cornelius the bitch Guazolibe here again amen good to be here <laughs> we also have you know a new guest this time around a special guest Introduce yourself. Why you guys clap for this? Drum roll, drum roll. Thank you, thank you. Hi guys, my name is Nonye. I'll tell you again as the full name. On the full name? Or Chim Nonye and Duro. That's still not the full name. That's not the full name? Well, let me go full. Chim Nonye and Ole Do, Natalie Duro. Okay. What does Ole Do mean? Means gold. Means gold. Okay. Which way? Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, so today, we're just going to be having a little discussion on, you know, misconceptions around being Nigerian, because that's something we can all relate to. That's something that I guess we sort of have, you know, well, not sort of, we do have firsthand experience. I know I do. So, um, before we even, um, jump into that, I think we it's better to start with like a simple question of just, you know, give us examples of, you know, different ways being a Nigerian impacts you, either positive or negative. Um, I'll say, I mean, just a fairly simple one, being Nigerian, especially in Australia or wherever I go, basically, that's not Nigeria. Um, yeah, being Nigeria helps me share my experiences in a way, because when you meet some people, they're eager to learn from you. Um, and know what you know the Nigerian way or the Nigerian culture is like or where I come from and stuff like that um, but is that something that is specific to you being Nigerian or just something that comes from you being from somewhere else yeah it's just it's you being from somewhere else but I guess that's also an advantage as well yeah. being from somewhere else somewhere with you know um, history with a certain with a culture and stuff like that mm. um, people want to learn from that and I think that's you know positive um, from it so Anyone else have anything that they think like, let's say like specifically like you know, oh, when you say I am Nigerian, is there do people go like you know, look at you a certain way based on something, or do you get like again an advantage from you know being able to say you're Nigerian? Because for example, if we go back to your um, what you just said now, in terms of being Nigerian, there are certain places where you would go to where just being Nigerian because there's a lot of other Nigerians around. You sort of have that. Like, you know, sort of like an advantage where it's just like, oh, I'm Nigerian. All oh, right, I know this other Nigerian that's over there. All oh, right, it's like when we went down to London, walked into the restaurant and this guy and the lady starts speaking Igbo for the entire time. And that was, that was you know, that, that's something that was an advantage because he ended up giving, giving us, you know, extra stuff that we didn't pay for. It depends on where you are. In Australia, mm. work, I mean, being Nigerian, it's like a famous thing. If you say I'm Nigerian, they oh. already have their own yep. things in their head. Oh. African friends. And it's, uh, it's sort of your obligation to tell them, well, no, not every Nigerian is like that. Yeah. So it's like they already know a bit about me. We know about your music, we know about your culture a little bit. So yeah. it's easier for me to sort of like, hey, yeah, I'm Nigerian, this and that. But this is where I'm from. Uh, but obviously it has advantages, like, like you said, you go to places where there are a lot of Nigerians, you can easily relate to them, like you can blend in. And then you don't have to like like an outsider anymore. Mm. So yeah, it's advantages and disadvantages. There's not a lot of disadvantages though. Like I, I feel like I'm very yeah. proud to be Nigerian. If yeah. someone comes up to me and tells me that oh yeah Nigerians do this Nigerians do that, I'm like man, you must be very ignorant to think that um, like everybody is 
yep. in a certain way. I mean, I can say the same about where you're from, or it makes no sense. So it's, it's like painting yeah. everybody with the same brush. That's right. Um, I think for me, it's been positive and negative. Yeah. So in the sense of that Nigerian excellence. So, I mean, in the field that I am in, people go, oh, yeah, I'm not surprised, like, because Nigerians are, like, known to be, like, in all areas or all walks of life, like, anywhere you can find a Nigerian, yeah. they're doing something great. Um, also, there's a negative aspect of being viewed as, what is it, um, fraud stars or um, 419 mm-hmm. NAS or something. So, yeah, I think it comes with, there's a positive aspect and also a negative. So, it just depends on how you take it or what you get yeah no that's good that's interesting so that's why i wanted to start with that just to see you know how everybody here has sort of been impacted by that whole thing um one thing that was mentioned was you know fraud so you mentioned that you mentioned that i mentioned that so let's talk about that okay um so we know around the world here especially these days and it's been like that for a while now. You mentioned the word Nigerian. The first thing people think about are those emails you get, you know. It's like, oh, I'm a Nigerian friend. Send me X amount of money. It's always, you know, fraud. And that's the first thing anybody ever thinks of once they hear the word, oh, you're Nigerian. And, you know, fraud is, fraud is something that's now synonymous with being Nigerian. And even these days, if you notice it, the people doing the fraud are not even Nigerian. They're not Nigerians, but they is Nigerian But it's still always that Nigerian tag because yeah. there was some I know not too long ago it was on the news some white guy who got arrested for sending these Nigerian prince emails and defrauding people mm. so nowhere close to Nigeria but we still we, we still cop the blame for all these things just based mm. on stereotypes and based on you know all this prejudice so what, like what do you guys have to say about those like what do you think in terms of that and how can we sort of like do you, do you even think we can ever remove ourselves from that like spotlight i mean first of all i, I think i'm very I, I, I get very surprised as to how popular the whole 419 is and mm. how it relates to nigerians anybody you meet at work i'm nigerian do year 419 this and that i'm like whoa i'm shocked but at the same time how do you separate yourself from that it's very difficult i think we should just embrace it look i'm not a scammer <laughs> it's, it's like when you beat a child and expect the child not to cry i mean there are a lot of people suffering in nigeria there are a lot of people suffering everywhere mm. around the world and it's very easy to resort to what other people are doing. Like if you see your, some friends doing something, they are making it in life, you resort to those things. So uh, it's very difficult, man. You can't just se- se- separate yourself from it and say, Nigerians are not scammers. There are people that are scammers there. But you must also say that there are people from other countries doing the same thing as well. Mm. So it's not just Nigerians. It's not just that. Do you think um, it's more in Nigeria compared to other countries? Because I've never looked up like statistics and stuff like this to see if there's like, you know, numbers or whatever. But do like, do you think that this whole thing has come from the fact that it's more in Nigeria or is it just something that over time has just gone because of this I think like those emails have a big role to play because you know it's always Nigerian prince Nigerian prince (laughs) do we think like that's something that has you know like spearheaded this whole stereotype or is it actually something that numbers can back up I haven't seen nothing about numbers anyway but um, I mean I'll say it's the emails that have sort of triggered it and people have sort of taken advantage of it um, and taking it to a whole nother level where it's not just Nigerians using this anymore. It's just anyone. And it's going to be tagged as you know, the Nigerian Prince thing. So um, I haven't heard of where, they, I mean, I don't know what's the number. Yeah, the stats and the numbers are, but I'm just going to say, yeah, it's just a, one of those viral things where when you've used something more than once um, or you've continued to use something, everyone notices a trend. Like, oh, okay, we can do this. And people think it's from Nigeria. Mm. But instead, it's coming from where um, India or something. So, 
yeah, it's just something people have taken on board and, you know, added to their weapons, I guess. And I feel like it's such a, it's a stupid thing as well. Like, the world chooses to focus on those things. There are, Nigerians are greatest all around the world. Yep. We're known for so many things. If you want to look at numbers, look most educated people in exactly. America or minorities. And when it comes to scam then, or look at who does the most scam. I mean, major scams. This is petty crime. Compared well, to. I just did a quick Google mm. to see, you know, what countries actually do have the most scammers. And this was from 2017. But apparently, China is number one. India is number two. Indonesia is number three, Pakistan number four, and then Nigeria. So, when um, is that actually graded based on scam in general, or is it like specific? Because if you're looking at scam, that's quite broad. So this is um based on. So here's the list of the nations with the most scammers. So China is number one in terms of population. Yeah. And um, India is number two in terms of population. So these are all in terms of population. Right. Nigeria is seven in terms of population. When in terms of countries with the most scammers, yeah. number five. But does this state what is that? No, it doesn't give too much detail. But then there's also, it also brings into context the government as well. So some of them have like, you know, the very bureaucratic governments. Yeah. Um, let's see if there's any other one that breaks it down. Let's talk about inter- okay, internet scamming. Yeah. Countries with most internet scamming fraud stars in e-commerce. And apparently the Nigerian email, print email thing, like got over 700,000 from US last year. Last year, seven hundred thousand dollars, mm. just Nigerian prince emails. Yeah, that's not a lot. I think. Though. See, I think these things are like previous events have happened, and it's just resurfacing back to light. Mm-hmm. And then when the media actually covers it, it's more like, oh, something new has happened. You know why it was something that happened yeah, exactly. years ago? Yeah, exactly. So we actually need like more distant information to actually back up that distant. Mm. So yeah, because um, this one I'm looking at as well. Again, there's a whole bunch of countries here. Nigeria is like n- not all, the, not even in the top 10 but again like you said we don't know what metrics that they're actually going based off we don't know exactly what they are using to quantify this but that being said there's a lot of there's obviously lots of other countries that do these things but for some reason nigeria is the one that's you know now synonymous with the whole scamming the whole fraud thing I think and the Nigerian prince or Nigerian prince scam, it just has a ring to it. Yeah. People just, I mean, Hollywood has adopted that thing. It's a lot of movies and people talk about it a lot. So it's like, yeah. And fair enough, like you said, there's a lot of Nigerians who actually do this thing. Mm. And look, they have, whatever reason yeah. they have for doing that, that's not on that's well, not. Also, I have to disagree with what you said, yeah. Cornelius, because um, I don't think we should actually adopt that narrative or that identity. I feel like you in your individual um, environments and stuff, you can actually change the narrative mm-hmm. based on what you're actually doing and having these conversations with people because they might just be like small-minded or just going based off of what they've actually heard from other people because that's just human, just the interaction. Yeah. So in your own little way, you can, I mean, it's not proving to people, but like you can have conversations with them the way you actually walk, the way you carry yourself, the things you actually say and the things that you do will actually speak for itself. So if you're that one Nigerian they've had a personal contact with and however you, let's say your work ethic or just the lifestyle you live would actually reaffirm that narrative that Nigerians are either this way or they're actually not. So you just do your own little bit. I agree with you as well because if we go back and look at those people who actually do run with this narrative, the Nigerians are fraud stars, they're usually people who are not around Nigerians a lot. They're people who don't even know much about Nigerians or Nigeria in general. Because when you talk to people who actually know Nigerians, they're around Nigerians again, 
like you just said, they, they know the Nigerians are hardworking people. They know they can see the, their friends and the people that they're around and how they live and how they do things. So they actually, you know, they have that prior knowledge. Whereas the ones who are running around with this whole narrative is, you know, the people who, they don't know much. They've seen this on the news. They saw this on the internet. There was a meme about this. And they just take that and run with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I do agree with what you said in terms of, like, any, like, your interactions with people can, you know, sort of, like, just change those little by little. You don't have to, like, you know, we're not going to change everything in one day or just stop the whole thing. But if one person walks away knowing different, then that's a good thing. But, bro, what I mean by embrace it is if a, a random person was come to me, I, I told them I'm Nigerian. And the first thing that comes out of your mouth is four nice scan. Are you a prince? Are you I'm like, yeah, there are a few Nigerian scammers out there. However, also Nigerians that do these good things as well. And also you can see by what I've done in the past that I'm not a scammer. Mm. So not embrace it as saying, yes, all Nigerians are scammers. But embrace it, yeah, there are some Nigerians who are, I can say something about your country and where you're from. So not, not just rejecting, oh, Nigerians are not scammers. Because there are a few Nigerian scammers. Yeah. There are people out there, but also saying, well, look at the other side. Don't be a fool. Like, that's what I mean. No, I was just going to say, yeah, it's just one of those things where people make judgments of based off what they yeah. see in the news or what they read or where social media these days as well, you know, promotes um, things very quickly. So it's just informing them that, you know, yeah. one small sample size does not, you know, um, does not cover the whole population <laughs> in a way. Um, but there are better things to come. And I also agree with what, you know, she was saying as well, that it's also up to us. Mm-hmm. Um, to watch how we act or what we do and ensure that we are successful at what we do um, and, and, and encourage positivity as Nigerians mm-hmm. um, in terms of, you know, how other people see us. So instead of them viewing us as, you know, in a negative light, they can then go from the experience with us and go, okay, cool. Nigerians are not, you know, what I thought they were in a way. Well, we've been hardworking for a while, though. I mean, Nigerians have always been industrious. We, we have been, and that's why I said, like, the, a lot of people who run with this narrative, they don't know much about yeah. Nigerians. They're not, like, half of them ask them, where's Nigeria on the map? They can't tell you. Mm. Where's Nigeria? Oh, I don't know. Some people don't even know Nigeria is in Africa. That's right. Are those are the kind of people that you're, like, you're then going to take their word for it, like, oh, Nigerians are fraudsters. Oh, yeah, because you said Nigerians are fraudsters, they are fraudsters. I mean, not just the fraud star thing though, it's also the poverty this thing. Like oh, yeah, definitely. I've been at work where someone just came up to me and was like, Oh yeah, I'm trying to do this in Nigeria. I'm like, okay, cool, who do you know? And the guy just went off and was talking, he's like, Yeah, you know, we have to help Africa. And I was like, um, okay. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, there's so much poverty. I told him, No, I'm Nigerian. Like, I probably shouldn't have told him that, yeah. but I feel like for me as a Nigerian, I wear that thing with pride. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not telling you where I'm coming from is like bad or anything but i mean some parts of it are like bad but like it's not everything i've been to nigeria i mean i was in nigeria earlier this year like there's poverty but not everyone is living in abject poverty so i don't want to sell the narrative i mean we're struggling but that's like every other western country that struggled prior to um civilization or what is it um yeah, yeah, we get what basically. you're trying to say. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, each nation struggles. I mean, Nigeria on its own, like, we're still being colonized. So, when people say that whole poverty thing, I'm like, um, you actually have to look at the historical aspects of it first before. Yeah. Yeah. I think Western um, TV doesn't help either when it comes to all that stuff. Because you have that, the whole, you know, sponsor child image that people yeah. um, tend to have when it comes to Africa as a whole. So whenever they hear, oh, you're from Nigeria, you're from Africa, oh, you're from... They don't even, half the time, they don't know the difference between these different African countries. All they know is you're from Africa. Oh, wow. 
you know and then like do you guys get the whole oh you must be happy to be here like or is it really different back home yeah Yeah. it's like anytime i get that for me i I grew up in port harcourt so it's like it's pretty similar i grew up in the city i came when i came to australia was there wasn't much of a difference for me but every time you guys speak to someone, it's always like, oh, it must be really different. Oh, what's it like? Oh, this and that. And you're just like, right. because they have that mentality that back home, you're probably living in a hut. You yeah. know, back home, yeah. you're struggling. You have to go fetch water and stuff like that. Like, if you remember, even when we were talking to um, the Uber driver in London, the Cameroonian guy, mm-hmm. the way he was referencing stuff about Africa was like, okay. About Nigeria, I mean. <laughs> And I was sort of like, well, there are some places in Nigeria that look better than this place, mate. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. I'm sort of inclined to say, though, that um, I don't care about those people. I mean, you can share your views. If you're dumb enough to believe those things that you read online, then go ahead. I mean, it's not my responsibility to prove, you, to prove otherwise. I'll do what I need to do. I'll be hardworking. I'll do my thing. And if, you're, if you choose to ignore all of that and still think like that, then that's your problem. That's, that's what I'm saying. Nigerians have been hardworking for too long, man. I mean, and we're going to continue to be hardworking. And at the same time, our celebrities as well, they make it in life. They go, but what are they doing to change the narrative? It's like, uh, we are our own problem when you think about it. It's, I don't know, man. It's, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, elaborate, buddy. Like, all of this, the image that the West has about Africa, how many of our black top superstars are doing anything to change that. Apart from in recent times. Yeah, that was good. Musicians. Mm. But back in the days, they've just get your stuff and forget about Nigeria. Get your stuff and worry about your own family. It's there's there's no real love for the country. Everyone just finds a way to get out and make and then for themselves. And but yeah. it's not just the celebrities though. Like you hear like Nigerians in Nigeria saying, "Oh, I just can't wait to leave mm. and make it." I want to get that yeah. Canadian yeah. visa. And then they tell you like when I tell them, "Oh yeah, one day I'd like to move to Nigeria, leave there, do this," and you're like, <coughs> "Why are you coming? What are you back? coming back for? What do you want to do? You want to so come and suffer with us? <laughs> but that's the way you are, <laughs> Lord." Yeah, it's true. Mm. But yeah, look, going back to what you said about, you know, in in terms of it's not your place to, you know, sort of, I guess, correct that ignorance. But um, again, you've got, you've got to understand that there are lots of people who they're very like naive and ignorant, but it's not based on the fact that they don't want to know or they don't want to know different. They just have never had that opportunity to know. Yeah. And I know in this day and age, we'll say, all right, we've got the internet, we've got TV, we've got all this. They should know better. But if they're not looking up stuff about Nigeria, if they're not looking up stuff about other parts of the world, if what they're looking, what they're seeing on social media is all this nonsense that's perpetrating a completely different kind of lifestyle, and you know when the news is news is coming out with oh fraud, criminals, or you know crime, this and that, to them that's what they're seeing. They've, they, not everyone's gonna go out of their way to go. All right, let me do some research. Not everyone's you know that way inclined. Some people are just like, okay, I'm not going to Nigeria anytime soon, so I don't really need to know too much about this. So in that, those situations, sometimes, again, going back to what you said, it's good to, when you have those conversations and you have the opportunity to talk to people, to just, like, you know, let them know that, okay, you think this, this is... Because I know, like, there was some someone I used to work with who was were completely naive when it came to anything outside of Australia and London. Completely naive. She had no idea. I remember when she found out I was Nigerian... She started asking like she was she was actually very curious. She wanted to know. She was asking me questions, but a lot of the questions I was listening to it and like, wait, how is a human being asking me this question? Mm. Where it's like she didn't know she didn't even know like that Nigeria and Africa were like not like she did not know one that Nigeria was in Africa. She did yeah. not know that Africa was a continent. Yeah, wow. 
And it was just like, like, wait, where have you been living all your life? Yeah. They think but, Africa's a country, man. There are people, but there are people like that, and I know that a lot of people was hear that and be like, "All oh, right, they should know better," you know. And some people even get annoyed at that. But sometimes you just gotta understand that look, this person has not; they just haven't had the opportunity yeah. to. Mm. You are their opportunity to know better. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Anything you wanted to add? Um, not not much, you know, to add. I think I agree with what you said as well, which is why I mentioned earlier that it's then up to you to you know sit down, have a talk. With that person, if you choose to, um, you know, there's some people that say that, you know, you don't spend so long convincing someone else about, you know, some, a certain topic. And I think that's right. Um, share your own point of view, share your own um, aspect that, look, what you see is not the same as what the actual reality is. Um, but it takes, you know, having that firsthand experience to understand that, oh, okay, this country is actually a different country. There's actually a lot more that comes out of that country than what you actually see. There's actually a lot of good things that come out of that country. There's a lot of positive things that come out. But all um, people see is negative stuff and they become ignorant to, you know, what's happening, you know, around them. And like you said, some people don't even know where Nigeria is. But all they just hear is Nigeria and they're like, whoa, like, you know, fraud, poverty and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I do agree that, you know, it's up to us to... Um, make you know I won't say make it right but obviously change the minds um, of people as well but I think there's also I don't know if you guys have got this before has anyone asked you how you got to Australia mm-hmm. when yeah. <laughs> when you tell them you're from Nigeria they're like they think everyone got here as a refugee yeah they're like you, you think you come on a boat or something I'm like I flew here they're like how I'm like how do you fly yeah. like I mean my responsibility lies with my people <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say as it is because it's more of like um, we can't blame Western media for showing what they show to their people. I mean, we're, I mean, we're all the same extent, people. Well. But it's our job to ensure that, like you said before, change the narrative. Our instable Nanja. Make, make sure you advertise about Nigeria as well. Not every time there's a tragedy, you celebrate it because you have something to post. Mm-hmm. Our news news outlets, our celebrities, our, our people, you need to be able to ensure that you actually show those good parts of, of Nigeria as well. I'm not going to blame another person for thinking different from my country. I'm going to blame my people for not showing them something else. You understand what I mean? It's like, I don't focus on that. I'd rather focus on what my people are doing. How, how, and I know that my people are doing well. We are we are educated. We're working very hard. If they think on the world, otherwise, that's their problem. Mm-hmm. It's that's 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 my stance on it. But so, do you think it's an African media thing though? Because I think African people are celebrated in Africa. It's just they're not um, spread out like that. As opposed to when something bad happens, then everyone picks it up. Hmm. Nigerians are everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. Nigerians are everywhere. We have the ability to to sort of change the minds of people and how people see us. I think so. Yeah. What's the problem, Dan? It's very hard to sort of pinpoint. I think one of the biggest problems, from my point of view, is the fact that we rely too much on the Western media and Western, like, for them to do it, like, you know, things for us, for them to show us. Like you said, Nigerians are everywhere. Yeah. We can, especially these days where we have, you know, the internet, we have, we have access literally in the palm of our hands. We can show what we want to show we can you know put those things out there but again you have insta blog you have all those people that are always like focused on you know the negative aspects of nigeria that was focused on oh this is what's happening or let me just have to be the first person to put this bad news out there Mm -hmm. because that way it's bringing traffic to my page because again let's be honest bad news sells Mm. so and for them that's their job they get money from that so they're trying to feed their families or whatever so they're not sitting there going all right let me show this but then 
there are also um, mediums where you can go to see like those good things, but they, they, they're not as popular because again, no one's going to those places. A lot of people don't even know about these ones. They only, it's the popular ones that you're going to find out about. But um, yeah, going back to the whole um, thing about Africans, you know, being the ones who you're focused on and the way they show things. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to that as well, like again, when you're, t- when you're talking about other people, it's not our place to sort of like, you know, force someone to not be ignorant. Yep. Like, sh- talk to them, which I 100% agree with. You Like, let them know. But if they decide to remain ignorant, that's on them. That's not on you. Yep. At least you know you've, you've, you've done your part. You've shown them. You've told yep. them what you need to. They have chosen to completely disregard that. That's on them. Mm-hmm. You can't then, you, can, you, can, you can't force them. You literally can, you can lead a horse to the water. You can't force it to drink. Yeah, if someone was to come to me and tell me some stupid fact, or not even a fact, some freaking rumor about Nigeria or Nigeria's like this, or like, all you have to say is, mate, do your research. That's it. Do your research. I mean, when, when it comes to media, look at China. Went to China, for, for example. You know how much atrocities happened in that country? I mean, remember when there was the whole epidemic with the fake rice thingy? How many, how many people in the West do you, do you know talk about this thing to this day? It's like they control the news that leaves the country. They control how all of that is being sort of distributed to the world. And I feel like, I'm not saying Nigeria should be like a communist nation or we should be like very tough on, on our people. But we as people, we must understand that people will treat us the way they perceive our people. It's, and we can control that in a way. But I have, I have a question for all of you here. Do you also think that going about it in this way of controlling the news and controlling the narrative that, you know, comes out of the country is also not exactly the best way to deal with it because at the end of the day like if we're going through that if we're, if we're going through that medium all these other things are still happening we're not focusing on trying to change them we're, fo- yeah. we're not focusing on trying to you know make that better instead we're trying to conceal it and show <coughs> this other side of it so is there is there a better way to go about actually fixing what the problem is instead of you know cover it up with all this positive stuff that's happening while this stuff is still happening here like you said, like the example which of China that you gave, there's a lot of stuff that there's lots of stuff that's happening that we're not finding out about, but that stuff is still happening. So even if the West doesn't see this stuff happening, our people are still going to suffer because it's going to be happening. It's still happening back home. But that's a bigger problem, though. Even when you, you sort of have to start thinking about talking about the governments and how the people sort of react to certain things. I mean, remember when Old Mate Two Face wanted to have that rally? Mm-hmm. And then he asked for Nigerians to come and out and support yeah, him, no, and no one came. No, so it's a much bigger problem to deal with those actual issues in Nigeria. And I feel like um, we as Nigerians that are not, we're not in top positions, like in government positions or whatnot. Yeah. What we can do is, um, perception is reality. If we can change the way people think about us, yeah. and that's a start. That's a start. And eventually, we can solve all the problems. But we, if you want to go back to Nigeria and tackle those massive problems, you'd be eliminated, eliminated right, like straight away. I'm telling you, it's um, it's much bigger than um, than. <laughs> it's not it's not simple that's what I'm trying to yeah. say um, and I'll just make the little change I can by yeah changing how people think of my I people. mean those bigger problems sorry you don't have to like necessarily tackle them you can start from like the smallest things which are like employment I mean why do Nigerians actually travel overseas to commit crime because There's no jobs this, back home. Exactly. So they need someone to like assist them with that mm. I mean as Nigerians that are overseas or like in the diaspora I feel like it's up to us to actually go back and actually do something to contribute, to actually make our own change or impact mm. in a positive way, even in the most smallest ways. Um, it's not like 
oh yeah like i mean i'm here like i'm australian so who cares about what's happening yeah. in nigeria you have a responsibility like you don't just ignore it so it's those little things i mean we can't really change the entire issue or all the issues happening in the country it could be like someone who's in healthcare going there getting a hospital and actually employing the most talented people and actually giving them something to actually do that will help the economy and so many other things it would actually like transfer into like the healthcare sector and more so yeah yeah, I think just to answer the question is controlling what comes out doesn't solve the problem. You know, it's, you know, up to, like you guys have said, us going back there or, you know, people in diaspora, Nigerians in diaspora, going back there and making little changes, um, which, like we mentioned before, our celebrities have started to actually, you know, do. Making sure those changes continue to happen and we don't stagnate those. Um, and it's also up to Nigerians to be receptive to that as well, to be receptive to some change. Yeah, and I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna actually talk about what you just said, but finish what you. Yeah, said. because um, I think that's one of the reasons why you know Nigeria is where it is at the moment because they're receptive. They they're not. They don't take to change at all. You know, if you want to change something right now, you're gonna face a lot of opposition as to what you're trying to change. So it is up to our people to accept the change we're trying to bring in so we can make it a better nation. Um, and it's also up to us to go make those little changes. Start from something small. Don't go there trying to change Nigeria in three years or in five years because that's not going to happen. Just start by making small positive changes. Right. And when people start seeing these things, they will follow along with the vision that you have. Oh, so sorry. Oh, you're going to say something. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, no, sorry. So also with the celebrities, like the change they're making, is it just the rallies? Because it's one thing to go on social yeah. media and actually like do hashtags and stuff and everyone join together and scream. But like... That's not, to me, that's not change. You're just screaming for nothing. Like, you can do some underground work. If you actually did to mean to change something, you put in the work, you actually grind and get people on board. As opposed to, I mean, social media rallies that I'm seeing, I feel like it's not heading anywhere. There needs to be more. You get people together, but like, how about actually getting them together and equipping them with certain skills as opposed to actually marching down and protesting because we know how that actually works in Nigeria. People get killed. That's even more like violence. So, and I don't even think we're like doing minus like the fact that people get killed. One of the biggest things that I've noticed in terms of like all these different protests that have been happening is that the mentality is one of you know, let's do it now. Give it a couple of days, and then everyone's forgotten about it and got yeah. lost about their yeah. lives. So now these people have organized this massive rally. Everyone's jumped on it. It's like right, this is what we need to do right now. Two days later, no one's talking about it anymore. Well, it's just for popularity, honestly. Yeah, I feel like it's just to get your names out there, and that's it. Mm. I would just like to play the air on what I said initially about controlling the news that's yeah. going out there. Yeah. Not necessarily controlling it, but choosing not to focus on the negatives. Um, our biggest media guys on social media, Insta blog and all that, like yeah. I said before, don't focus on the negatives. Try and promote our people as well. I mean, you are responsible for how people see you. Yeah. Okay, So, yes, those things are happening. Ensure it. But not every, not consistently. Now, the other thing I was going to say was, um, you mentioned something about Nigerians having an obligation to go back to Nigeria and fix things. That question was actually raised before by um, some people at Insta and Jane yeah. Sydney. Um, are we obliged to go back? I mean, I, I feel like I am. It's at the back of my mind to say, you know, after I get my education, making it for myself, I need to go back and start something. But as Nigerians, do we have to? Is it your responsibility to go back to Nigeria and fix it? I feel like that's subjective. Yeah, so. personally, I feel like obligation is not the right word. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like like it's not a must, but as a Nigerian, you should just like at the back of your mind, like I said, have that 
sort of, you know, that, I don't know, kind of like a, you should sort of feel like it's your duty mm. to sort of, go, to eventually, you know, go back there and try to help your people. No one's forcing you. You don't have to, but just, mm. you know, like you're a Nigerian, you've gone out, you've been fortunate enough to, you know, succeed in whatever field you are. Yeah. You should, like, you would think, right, okay, what's the next step? Let me go back and try to help my people in whatever way that I can. Mm. But yeah, I, like personally, I don't think obligation is like the right word. I think like, you have to have some, some sort of connection to the land. That's something I've realized with like the youths. There's this division between those that actually don't care. They've just adopted a different identity to themselves. And then there's the ones that are like, yeah, I'm Nigerian. So that obli- not obligation, that inclination to actually go there and actually help. Mm. I feel like that would have to do with those that have some sort of culture or some connection to the land or the culture or identity as opposed to the others. Yeah. What does it for me is anytime I see a video for a Nigerian or a Nigerian girl being beaten up or being disgraced online, I just it it feels like it's me. What's the difference? My dad got lucky, my mom got lucky, yeah. brought us to Australia. That could be me. That person feels as much men as I feel. Yeah. So it's like uh, man, if I don't do something what have I accomplished in life okay you grow mm-hmm. old you get money you raise your family but then you know that someone like you who could have yeah. had the same opportunities or who was even better than you or you do wasn't so lucky yeah. but then at the same time as well on the other side of the fence I was going to say the same thing which you just said which was but like from a different angle there are people who I know who that have, that have the mentality of I want to go back to go do something but then they see like some of this news and stuff that's coming from Nigeria in terms of other people that have gone back and tried to do stuff yeah. and a lot of it is not encouraging so you then you then have people going what am I going back there for like if I do go back this is what I'm going to go face and one thing that I think deters a lot of people is the fact that if you go back like I double mentioned before you're going to face a lot of opposition when you try to do stuff like even a lot of time from the actual people you're trying to help yeah. Because a lot of these issues, when it was like Nigeria, is very deep rooted. Like you know, you have people who have been suffering and struggling for a very long time. The minute they see like a little inch, they're gonna take that. The minute they see, because I know person like my dad, you know, went back to Nigeria, op- opened up his business, you know, employed people, and he's like he's had to like you know fire some people and hire others because he had people try to steal from him. The mm. same people that he's trying to help. So it's like that. I think that stuff deters a lot of people where they've gone back and they're like, all right, I'm trying to help these people, but all they're trying to do is, you know, run, ruin my business. All they're trying to do, like, is bite the hand that's feeding them. Mm. And then all these other people see this stuff and go, what's the point? And I feel like that's where you have to have that relationship with someone in Nigeria, educated minds in Nigeria, mm. to sort of say, you know, I'm not going to come here with my Australian mentality and try to change you people because I don't really understand. I've spent a long, long time away from Nigeria. So if I can find a few good people in Nigeria that are decent human beings, know what they're all about, and perhaps get some joint venture sort of thing happening mm. there, and perhaps we can sort of tackle the problem. Not just going there and saying, mate, I'm going to start something. And I think, I think that's the hard part, though, finding yeah. those people that, that you can actually trust and those people that will actually help you. Because mm. if you can get that, then you're on your way to actually doing stuff. But finding that is very difficult, because a lot of times even your own family will screw you over. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everyone's trying to hustle for themselves. So once they get that opportunity to say, oh, wow, like, you know, there's wealth here, there's an opportunity for myself here. It then becomes a me thing and not an us thing. Whereas we are taking it or people from overseas are coming there as, okay, I want to create something for us. But then someone, not everyone, obviously, you know, there are one or two people who are 
who just see it as an opportunity for themselves to mm. amass as much wealth for themselves and their family and like be like, I don't want my family to go through what I went through, which is understandable, but they don't see the bigger picture in a way where everyone can benefit from this, yeah. which is something I think needs to change. And it's like a short-term sort of thing. It's like they know, okay, right, I've been struggling for so long. There's money right there. I don't want to have to go back to soaking Gary and, you know, <laughs> I was struggling before. So straight away, they're going to try to take that. But then they don't think about the fact that what happens once this finishes. To mm. them, right now, it's like, or right now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not struggling. Already made. Yep. It's like when we look at our politicians as well, like, you know, they go into office. Instead of trying to help the country as a whole, it's basically, okay, I'm in here for four years. What can I take? I'm going to fill my pocket. So by the time I'm out of office, my family is set. Screw everybody else. Yeah, but those people, like... Don't expect them to think the same way you're thinking. You're mm. thinking longevity. You're thinking now because yeah. they don't know better. They're not educated. Mm. They don't know what life is like. So they just want to feed exactly. themselves today. So it's more like, actually, I feel like, again, it's that educating thing as well. Like, tell them, like, the importance of actually empowering them and the impact it will have on their lives in the long term as opposed to the now. So We are our own problem, I reckon. I mean, you mentioned something about... So um, um, <coughs> celebrities starting these rallies and it's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Well, that's creating awareness. I mean, I'm not going to back them for. If you do what you can do, in your own capacity, do what you can do and see what reaction you get from it. I'm not. If if your friend tells you I'm going to go to Africa to help them out, my friend, go. No one is stopping you. you would take your money and go and help people in Africa if you think that if you are stupid enough to think that Africa is such a shithole, go ahead and do what you need to do. That's what I need to but do your research as well. I mean it's not like it's not my job to tell you otherwise. I'll tell you do your research but as well do what you need to do. Yeah, because if you go if you go back there with ignorance, <laughs> my dear. Yeah, you gotta prepare for that. Man. They would they would they will drain you. You would they would take everything because you're gonna go back there with no education, you know, no awareness and like you said before, like you're going there with this Australian mentality or like you know, this Western world mentality, you know, when you haven't been in that country for such a long time, you're going to go there, you don't know who you're talking to, you're going to talk to the wrong people, give all your money to the wrong people, thinking that you're helping something, and that's it, it's just going to keep going. And then you're going to come back here like, all oh, right, I just helped Africa, I just helped Nigeria. You didn't do anything. One could almost think that the only solution to this problem is a coup. Really? Like, elaborate. Why, I mean, why would you think that? We, we have so many corrupt politicians that if you have one good, one good honest politician, mm-hmm. he gets freaking, or he or she gets alienated. There's, they'll find a way to shut you or they'll find a way to kick you out. So it's almost like, how do you get rid of the bad crop at the top? I mean, like you, I think you posted that thing on Instagram today about how Nigeria is one of the oh, well, second largest tomato producers. Nigeria is the fourth largest um, producer of tomatoes. Uh, the second largest producer of tomatoes in Africa, I think. I yeah, think behind and 14th in the world. But we're the largest importer of tomato paste. Same thing can be applied to our oil, all of our resources. It's like those major decisions are being made not by the people, but by the people on top. I mean, if someone is hungry, they'll do anything to find food. That's why I'm not so quick to blame the um, the population. It's like you're going to do anything to feed your family. You've got little children. Any any option, anything you see. If a man comes here with money, you try and find a way to get that money off him. I'm not going to blame him. Give them food. Get rid of the government or get them to do, do their job properly. Give them food, give them water, and then preach to them about education. Preach to them about other things, being decent human beings. But if they're hungry, yeah, you beat but a child. that government thing, man, bro. Look, I've had conversations about this, and it's going to t- because we're looking at you know the top level. When it comes to the government in general, bro, that stuff is 
deep rooted, man. It starts at the very because. Okay, you take away the president. <coughs> Half the time, he's not even the one making the decisions. His decisions coming from somewhere else. And even if he tries to like do something good, these people are fighting him because he's trying to take money out of their pocket. Mm. If you take away these people, they're the people that are controlling these people. Yep. It's look. Where do you start? That's what I'm saying. A like, coup is almost so tempting. See, I don't Mis- feel like you should focus on like taking down the person at the top. Mm. I feel like teach the people what they're. I'm just coming from a legal point of view. What their rights are. What they're entitled to. That way, like you say in the coup, like people can actually demand for what they need. Mm. That way, you can cover at least half of your needs, and then you can go from there. But these people are. I don't know. You've read about Chuku Makaduna, right? Do you know who he is? Yes. Zobu. He basically spearheaded um, Ojuku's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. on. I mean, you mean you need, I'm, not, I'm not advocating any violence in Nigeria. But what I'm saying is something drastic needs to happen. But then about. the thing is, if you did do that, who are you replacing them with? Well, that's a decision that will have to come after. Like, you have to think about that after. I mean, if it's me, I'm not, I'm not advocating military rule. I'm just look, exploring the options here. This is divergent, divergent thinking. Yeah. It's like, a, we've tried everything. We've tried our rallies. We've tried to, yeah. there's internet. Everyone has access to internet now. You know what you're, you sort of know what your rights are. You know that you're a human being. You've, you've got basic needs. Some people don't agree with yeah. And some people don't even care about when it comes to rights because yeah. they go, like, it's like, look, I'm suffering. I'm struggling. That's what I'm saying. Fuck my rights. Like, I'm just, I just want yeah. something that would take this away right now. Because I know, like, growing up, we always used to hear the whole thing about, oh, you know, it's the next generation that's going to, like, then, you know, they're going to be better leaders, da 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 da. Yeah. But then you look at the next generation that are growing up, and look, they're coming up, they're going into that, they're doing the exact same, same thing. Because it's like, I've been struggling for so long while these people have been stealing all the money. My family have been suffering. I've been watching my mother and my father suffer. Now I'm in this position. It's my time. I, actually, I came here with good intentions, but now I'm in here. Screw that. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm, I'm not trying to be broke again. Mm. I mean, also, I mean, the whole topic that we're talking about today is the views of how people view Nigeria mm. and all that. If the president of the United States comes down and calls your country shithole, and then your president doesn't have a, a, I have no a good response to that, I mean, this is what the problem is, though. It's like uh, the president of the United States is he, he whatever he says, it's huge. People actually listen to that, yeah. and it comes out and it absolutely trashes your country. There's no, 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 no amount of words from the population Nigerian population could change that that's pointless that's freaking you cannot say anything as a Nigerian your president or your government come out and say you know what it's different yeah, but it's not different your it's... president was standing right next to this man exactly and did not <laughs> come on man see what that's where the problem is from the popul- yes we have a problem in Nigerians uh, but these people are not they're not well off they're not like they don't have that much yeah. money true I, I mean some parts of Nigeria they don't have that much money let's be honest about it yeah um but in saying that, if we can start from somewhere at the top, perhaps it will just go down. Yeah. It's almost like the views of your CEO or your company will sort of mm. determine how the company goes. Yeah. yeah, now look, it's... Did you want to say something? No, I was just going to say, I mean, this question is still there that, that if you get rid of these people at the top, who are you replacing them with? Mm-hmm. I mean, where, where do you start? You might not have a president for some days. After all, Sweden didn't have a president, I think, for... For something days, sorry, until they found the like the right fit. But <laughs> things like that work. work they they work some places. They're not gonna yeah, work in yeah. some places. It's, I don't know. It's one of those things. But anyways, like, look, this has been a very interesting conversation. Let's switch up the topic a little bit now because you know okay. we weren't supposed to talk this long about <laughs> politics. <laughs> 
But you know, okay, so still on the whole Nigerian and, you know, misconceptions the Nigerian face, I don't know, if, I feel like I want to start with you from a female perspective because, look, if we start talking, we can go on for days. Okay. So just in terms of, like, you know, as a Nigerian, do you ever feel like, say, in terms of guys or even other females, like when you, and from other nationalities as well, like when they find out you are Nigerian, do you, like, does anything change? Do you get sort of treated differently? Yes and no. I feel like internationally I do get treated different. I mean, for example, um, I was in Italy a few years ago and being black, well, I feel like that was, they didn't know I was Nigerian anyways, so I'm just going to use being black anyways. Um, people perceive me differently, you know, the whole Nigerian prostitution, blah, blah, mm. blah, Italy. So, yeah, I think sometimes you get like a different, you get viewed differently um, in like in relation to that, um, I don't really pay attention to that anyways because I didn't know they, I know who I am, so it doesn't bother me. Um, in terms of like guys and girls, it hasn't changed anything. I think people find me a lot more interesting for being Nigerian. They want to learn more about my culture. Yep. But then again, I feel like that's because I've always like worn it with pride. Like, hey, I'm Nigerian. Not just Nigerian, I'm Igbo. Proudly. So people always want to know like, what, like what's shit on about? Like, what's this culture all about? So... No, not necessarily. No. That's actually that's, more different. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, no, no, no. It's definitely very different from a guy's perspective yeah. when it comes to, especially like you know, in like when it comes to like relations with like you know girls from other nationalities. Um, you guys can attest to this. You, you could be talking to someone. The minute they find out you're Nigerian, there's always there's so many different ways. Like you know, there's so many different things. You it doesn't necessarily like change anything yeah. but then you sort of like get those oh raha you're nigerian oh i don't really i don't usually fuck with nigerian guys but um how many wives do you have like, you, st- you start hearing all these things because there's just this like you know preconception about like you know nigerians men yeah it's just <laughs> it's all a facade though because they still want to be, know more about you exactly they? yeah it's like Again, like I said, it doesn't necessarily like change stuff majorly. Just mm-hmm. they're still gonna be there. They're still t- they're still talking to you, but yeah. you're still hearing the oh. Usually, you know, like usually I don't mess with Nigerians, or you know, everyone's told me to stay away from Nigerians. Well, this is well you know, it's not just but, the, um, you know. <laughs> it's just outsiders. It's also like within Nigerians as well. We were gonna yeah. get to that. <laughs> we're definitely gonna <laughs> get to that. I was gonna say something. The reason people are more intrigued about when they hear that you're Nigerian now mm-hmm. is because in recent time, Nigeria being Nigerian is actually a good thing. Yeah, mm. I feel. With music, what we're doing outside, it's like, oh, Nigerian, no, did you hear about Yanis? We're playing for Greece. Did you hear about Bonaboy, about music, sports? Tell it's me like, right? I mean, it's, it's such a good thing now. I mean, maybe if we, had, we were having this conversation a few years ago, it would have been something totally different. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, going to Italy and going to other regions, they categorize you as a black first yeah. before they go deeper. No, in Nigerian, it's, yeah. Yeah. But in terms of dating lives, and this is for both of you, in terms of oh, my, just, bro, my brother, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't. we're switching this up. <laughs> you just give me why, why are you running? It's, why are you running? It's got too hot for the man. <laughs> no, no, seriously, I just want to know like what your experiences are in terms of that because. I mean, I can't speak for every Nigerian female, but we're seen as exotic. And I'm not going to lie, someone actually called me that, like, what, last week? What, exotic? When they found out I was Nigerian, yeah. And it was really just, like, gross. I was like, yeah, I mean, you hear this from other people, but, like, ew. Yeah, it's kind of like they're fetishized. Yeah. 
I don't know what they meant by exotic. Probably yeah, like, like you're foreign. Yeah, you're different. Mm. But they want, I mean, they want something about your culture, but it's on a different level. So that's why, I mean, me personally, I don't, I don't go outside my race. I'm just gonna put it that way. I don't really care. It's a preference thing. Mm. So um, usually, whenever I mean, white guys, they, I, I think for them, it's just like the exciting experience that's just it so i really just don't move that way i mean i don't know for every other nigerian girl but that's just me yeah but yeah thank you for coming back back to the question i asked before <laughs> when it comes to dating life as a nigerian like do you ever feel like actually first off has your nationality ever been an issue ever yeah. May, are, you, are you okay my being nigerian has never been an issue when it comes to dating I haven't actually dated a black girl yet. We're, we're not talking. We're not talking like Still, hey, um, it's just yeah, yeah. It's more of a yeah. Can we can we pass? Can we like skip this? Or do we, can you like <laughs> come on? I mean, oh, I just like, like, explain the question. What are you what are you trying to say? Just in terms of like you know, if someone if you meet someone, you mention someone you date, like you you have like a romantic connection with. You know, mm-hmm. talking to somebody. And then you know they find out, right? You're Nigerian. Like, yep. you're not just a black guy. No. You're Nigerian. Has it ever been an issue for them or for you, or in terms of has there been any changes in the way you guys related prior to them finding out you were Nigerian? I feel like initially there's always that general misconception that oh, this guy's Nigerian, so they try to connect dots. How many Nigerian guys have I met? What have they done to me in the past? So you must be the same. Or Igbo yeah. boys or Nigerian boys, you guys are. Naja men. You're about demons. You, you people are very dangerous, this and that. Um, so, yes, you do get people that talk about things like that. And I don't choose to focus on it. If someone was telling me that, you know what, I've had experience with Nigerian guys before and I feel like you're going to do the same. That's your business. What can they do? Do you have any personal experience like you can share? <laughs> he wants to joke. <laughs> I mean, not that I can think of right now. Not that I can think of right now. <laughs> sure. What about you, Adoba? Um, I wouldn't say it changed anything. I mean, because most of the times, anyways, the Nigerian part comes out within the first five, ten minutes of interaction. Yeah. Because obviously, it's your skin color. Like, you, they ask you straight away. You're not going to say I'm Australian and be like, they ask you what's your you know, origin, where mm-hmm. do you come from originally. So, it hasn't really changed much in most cases. Actually, the only thing is, most recently, I remember it happening um, where I approached someone. And we sort of talked for maybe two minutes. And then, obviously, the question came out, where are you from? And the moment I said I'm Nigerian, it was like, ooh, I don't fuck with Nigerians. And I was just there like, um, what? Like, what did I do? You know, like, the way, the way she said it was just like, bro, Nigerians are like the worst. And this. I got to find out it was based on her experience and stuff. Like, you know, she probably had, like, a lot of Nigerians as well. She dated before and... She had bad experiences with them. And you can't blame them. You can't blame her. Um, and then, funny enough, her friend was like, oh, yeah, I don't have any bad experiences with Nigerians. And I'm like, okay, well, wrong choice then. I'm a walk-off, so... <laughs> nah, but yeah, it did, it did change. It did change um, everything at that point. We, we still talked for a few more days, but yeah. not really. It, it did 
changed quite a bit because obviously finding out I was Nigerian. And I'm not, I'm not going to spend my time trying to convince you just to be with me. Screw that. But initially, how did that make you feel? Oh, obviously, like, when, when it happened, you had, you had to be defensive, you know, like, mm-hmm. not all Nigerians are like that, but when someone's not trying to hear what you're saying, it's like, it's like talking to a wall, like, mm. you know, and at the end of the day, I understood because she's coming from experience. It's not like, it's, it's not like it's one of those people where she's going based off, all right, it's happened to my friend or it's happened to this or it's happened to that. It's actually happened to her. So I'm like, look, I apologize for that, but um, it's not my position to change your mind. Mm-hmm. It's up to her to be open to, you know, dating other Nigerians if she wishes um, yeah. and hopefully she meets, you know, one that that's that she has a positive experience with mm-hmm. but that's not gonna be me i'm sorry <laughs> i'm the other i find it funny actually i don't i don't i don't feel the need for me to apologize to anybody i don't feel the need to change your mind about anything if i feel like you don't, come think of it now i think i've um i've spoke to a few girls that anyone that knows me knows that i'm so proud to be nigerian i, I always talk about nigeria Straight like up. so if they know me from before, through mutual friends, they know that Nigerian is very Nigerian. If they do decide to talk to me, then they've overcome that freaking barrier. But the ones that I just randomly talk to, that do find that I'm Nigerian, <laughs> randomly. They, they, they're taken aback at first. Nigerian, yeah. it's on their face, but they still mm. talk. Like you said, they don't it's, leave. They're still there. Yeah. They're still so, trying to talk to you. I think that they just use us as an icebreaker. Really. Oh, you're Nigerian. Ah. It's like, oh my god, Nigerian man, oh my god, yeah. you guys are dangerous, oh my god, this, oh my god, that. But have you guys found, like, one thing that I personally have found, though, is that whenever I meet someone who genuinely thinks that, oh, right, oh, you're Nigerian, oh, you guys, oh, I've heard this, oh, I don't usually fuck, as soon as someone says that, oh, I don't usually fuck with Nigerians, like I said before, they it's still, a lie, they don't, they don't leave, they're still, like, they, yeah. how are you going to tell me you don't usually fuck with Nigerians, but you're still here, what trying here? to talk to me, mm. you're still messaging me, you're still trying to... What, what I found though is the fact that whenever someone says that, I personally lose interest. Mm. Yeah. Same. Like, I'm like, are you, you're ignorant. You're ignorant if mm. you're going to believe that. So, whatever you do right now doesn't matter. Exactly. Like, oh. literally, the minute someone says, look, yeah, I don't usually fuck, to me, it's like, okay, that's nice. Like, I, I, literally, I literally lose interest because now I'm like, okay, what do you want me to say? Like, what do you want me to say to you? Am I supposed to convince you to, to fuck with me? Mm. And sometimes I like to argue. And um, I feel like I'm a bit equipped with what's happening in other people's country. I mean, the major players, <laughs> I know something about your country. Mm. And if you're going to bring that rubbish to me and you truly believe that, and I'm in an arguing mood, I will go ahead and tell you about your country as well. So let's see who's going to win this argument. But most times, like, you know what? Tonight's the night I want to have fun. I just yeah. want to be around my friends. And also, and a lot of times, they're not, even, they're not even trying to argue. They just... It's like, you know, they have this idea. Again, like I said, they're not trying to go anywhere. But yeah. to me, it's just like, oh, uh, okay. Like... Okay, you don't fuck with Nigerians, but you're fucking with me. Is that supposed to be like a compliment sort of thing? Like, how am I supposed to take that? Oh, it can be a conversation. Where are you from, Paniolis? I'm Nigerian. Where are you from? I'm Zambian. Oh, you're Zambian! I know so much about Zambia as well. Like, you guys did this, you know, I mean, it, it, can, it can go both ways. Like, yeah. get the fuck out of here with that shit. I tell you what, <laughs> I'm serious. Serious, <laughs> I mean, that's if I choose to invest any sort of, like, um, thought into or emotion yeah, into sure. it. Otherwise, I'm just like, cool. Then walk away. Mm. There's no point going ahead with this conversation. Exactly. It's yeah. No, it looks like it's more from a guy's perspective because talking to you like it's it yeah. hasn't really played a part. I mean, I'm probably not the right person to ask this. Um, yeah, I haven't had much dating experience, so no, probably the wrong person. So. Sorry, none of us have had much dating. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, you <stick> did. With <laughs> 
<laughs> you want to say something? No. So, so standing fellows in this group have lots of experience. Wow. I, I don't know who you talk about. Name and shame. Now, but you actually okay. didn't share yours. Like, oh, yes. Man. Mine. Yeah. Honestly, like I said before, like I've had conversations with people where they've like, you know, it's like, oh, right, oh, you're Nigerian? Oh, my God, Nigerian guys. Oh, you guys are dangerous. Oh, I don't usually fuck with Nigerians. You know, I've heard the, oh, I don't usually fuck with Nigerians. But you know, you're cool. You know, I've heard the, oh, usually, like, you know, my, my friends have all told me to stay with Nigerians. Oh, they, they, you know, they'll be mad if they find out I was talking to you. And it's like, okay, stop yeah, talking. Now, those are so, stop stop talking like. to me then. <laughs> and it's just like, it's ridiculous, man. Like, I, I remember there was um, this one girl who kept saying, oh, my sisters would be mad, you know, if they found out I was talking to a Nigerian guy. And to me, it was just like, look, I'm, I just lost, I, I, I lost interest. As soon as you say that to me, to be honest, I lose interest. You just say, and to listen to yourself. Just, just replay what you just said again in your head and see if it makes sense. If I, if I make the same general, generalization exactly. about your people, how would you feel? Now, are you educated? You stu- it's, it goes on, I don't say those things because I just don't yeah. see Invest in any. Are these like coming from like outsiders or like more Nigerians? Nah, outsiders. Most are, yeah, outsiders. Yeah, so not Nigerians. I thought it would be different because I thought, oh, like you know, Nigerians or black guys in general, you guys are viewed as more distant, more. I wouldn't say attractive, but you guys seem to be liked more. Like we said, they don't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't we, go anywhere. Really? They just, you know, it's always that because that they've heard things. Yeah. They've heard all oh, Nigerian guys did this, so Nigerian guys will break your heart, or Nigerian is like, come on. Maybe they want to, to break your <laughs> heart. And then they, they will say that, and then they will still stay there, I'm waiting for you to break their hearts. And see, if you think we're going to break your heart, <laughs> if you think we're going to break your heart, just go, go, for be going. <laughs> but again, talking about like from Nigerians as well, I have also yeah. heard this, and I know from conversations, I've heard other people say to me, mm-hmm. like, you know, People, like about girls that they've spoken to, yeah, and how Nigerian girls also say these things as well. Where it's like, like I, I, I think it was you I was telling where I was talking to, um, I was having an argument with this girl who said she doesn't date. Oh God, Nigerians, okay. <laughs> yeah, Ghanaians, or Zimbabweans, and I'm like, hold up, how many relationships have you had? Mm-hmm. She was like, I've dated two people. I'm like. So where is this coming from? Like, how many Nigerians, how many Ghanaians, and how many Zimbabweans have you dated? Point six each. See, can I say from a female point of view, yeah? Because I have, I have a friend. Oh, I'm actually about to out somebody. And one thing that we've always spoken about was she's always had this thing. I can't do Igbo. I can't do Nigerian. Period. And that's because it's coming from a personal distant experience. Mm. It's either a father figure had done something, or they just don't view Nigerian men in a positive light. Well, Sorry. Okay. Like, see, in terms of when it comes to those, I mean, you're free to you know decide who, like you're free to have Absolutely. your preference when it comes yeah. to who you date. But then again, we're still doing that whole thing of painting an entire population with yeah. the same brush. It's like, oh, right, you know, like again, this girl said something about, uh, you know, I've seen the way my dad and my um, brother act, and you know how they sort of like, you know, their mentality. So because of that, I don't fuck with Nigerian guys. But I'm just like, that's that's, that's, that's your house. Yeah. That's that's a, that's sounds like a person like that's your house. So the fact that you're now painting every other Nigerian yeah. guy based on the fact that you know your brother and your like, come on, like it, like you're free to do that. Again, if you don't want to fuck with Nigerian guys, do you? There's a whole bunch of other girls out there. Mm. But still, like, don't like. Okay, you're telling me this now. What am I supposed to say to you? Like, ah, oh, okay, that's so great. That's amazing. No, you meant to prove yourself. Why? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Nah, to do honestly, that. Yeah, exactly. Nah, man. 
Like, like you said, once you say that, you lose interest, first of all. But then mm-hmm. the first thing I'm actually trying to figure out is, how the hell do I get myself out of here? Like, <laughs> seriously, I just want to end the conversation in two minutes and I'm like, see you later. Thank you very much. Obviously, you don't want to be rude and go, okay, you don't fuck with Nigerians? Okay, bye. But like, half the time it's like, okay, you don't fuck with Nigerians? Yeah, I'm trying to get myself out of here right now because oh, me, I'm, not, I'm not trying to I, change your mind. I would usually ask you, I'll be like, okay, cool, why are you still talking to me? Uh-huh. Right. But it's not just Nigerian girls. I think Nigerian guys say, "Yeah, I don't." I, I can't oh, there's, there's some. There are guys who do that as well. Guys who say that. Nigerian guys who say that compared to. Do you have personal experiences from that? Because yeah. that's something that would be good to go into as well. Hmm. Um. Not really. I mean, I've heard the thing of like you guys are loud, you guys are this, like crazy and stuff. But I've never had someone personally crazy. say, "Yeah." yeah. Okay. I feel like there's a distinct difference between preference and just totally discounting them yep. by certain yeah. population. I think for me, where I draw the line is it's cool for you to have your preference. You don't want to date Nigerian guys, cool. But then when you then come around and say, oh, I don't want to date Nigerian guys because Nigerian guys are this. It's like, how many Nigerian guys do you know? Mm-hmm. Like, why have your preference, but then don't try to drag us down. Don't try to talk shit about us. Because mm-hmm. then now it's just gone from preference to you just talking nonsense that you know nothing about. Mm-hmm. I think we've had a conversation about a certain person you know having that very, very strong preference not to date Nigerian guys. And I was, whenever I hear about things like that, I'm like, I'm very intrigued. I want to have a conversation with that person. Not because I don't want to convince you to date Nigerian guys, but I want to find out your, what's going on in that head of yours. It's like, a, <laughs> sometimes it's literally not worth it. Like, I've, like I said, no. I've had this, I had this argument and I was just like, I sat there and I looked at it and I was like, this makes absolutely no sense. Because then I remember I flipped it and I, was, and I said to her, I was like, look, yeah, if I were to turn around and say I don't fuck with Nigerian girls mm-hmm. because oh, they're loud or they're aggressive mm-hmm. or whatever, and like, that would be absolutely wrong. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yes, that would be wrong. And I'm like, well, that's the exact same thing you're doing. And if you take this on a bigger scale, it's prejudice. I mean, if, if someone was to say, I'm not going to employ you because you are black. What difference is that to what you just said right now? Yeah. I mean, yes, this is a smaller scale, but you can also take that to a bigger scale and say, you know what? And that's how racism comes in. That's how stereotypes come in. So it's like that. That's why I'm very intrigued when I want to, when I hear about shit like this. I'm like, in that situation, like personally, like for me, I wouldn't even use that comparison because again, employment. That's kind of like my rights, like sort of. But in terms of like you dating, you don't have to. Yeah, I don't, don't really. To, yeah. If you don't want to, that's your business. I don't care. Have your preference. You don't want to date black guys. You don't want to date white guys. You don't want to date Asians. Do that, but then don't turn around and then try to like talk rubbish about them to other people or like you know try to say oh I don't date these people because all of them do this. Like you don't you don't you're you're painting everybody with the same brush. That's the mad generalization. The reason I made that comparison is because when you do things like that, it takes people aback. They're like, whoa, calm down there. But it's like a. I did not choose to be black. I did not choose exactly. to be Nigerian. So if you're going to say that you have nothing, you don't want to have anything to do with me because I'm a certain, I'm something I did not choose to be. Then I mean, it's it's to say it's almost on the same level. I mean, oh, one is there, one is at the bottom. Yeah. But no, nah, like for, for me, it's just the disrespect, man. Like have your preference, mm. just don't disrespect us. Yes. And I I'm, I I want to respect that. I'm like, if you're gonna say that, absolutely respect cool. that. Fucking, you? Yeah. Don't talk to Nigerian guys. Please do us a favor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, seriously, don't. Please do not try to come to any Nigerian guy and make his life difficult with this sort of thinking. What else are you gonna say next, huh? <laughs> no, because like even the, like the, those guys, bro, and that's the annoying thing. There's like we here, we're like, right, okay, if someone says that, we don't really want, like, we're not really interested. There are lots of guys out there. And I've seen this personally 
who feel the need to convince them like, oh, right, I'm not one of those guys, so I'm different, or, you know, oh, you, you should... Save your time or your body, bruv. The pro- no, no, the thing is, like, these guys will end up in relationships with those girls and they will suffer. <laughs> <laughs> because every little thing, it's like, oh, this is why I don't fuck with Nigerians. Every little thing, it's like, oh, see, I, I, I shouldn't date as a Nigerian. It's like, bro? come on, bro. But I feel like those are the desperate guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's really important. Like, yeah, not having to prove that. Um, someone's actually said to me before, oh, because you're Igbo, and this person was Nigerian. And I remember I actually took that really personal. Like, I was much, yeah. it was like, what, two years ago or so? I took that a lot more personal. So, um, also just realizing, like, the how your words can actually affect like affect other people and the way they view themselves but then again i would say i took that very personally because then i was young um i was still growing into who i was who i am today so yeah i mean if that was to happen today i really don't care go to the dustbin wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the way i live my life is that certainly i'm not compro- I, there'll be no compromise about my race my nationality and my age mm. if you're going to sort of discriminate <laughs> like against me when it comes to those things that I've got no interest mm. being around yeah. you so those Nigerian guys or those other nationalities that when someone says something about your nationalities you, you cannot change and you try to convince them just what, the need I mean, to it, prove, like it's like why you're a desperate person you're a fool you should not do that you're, you you're digging that. yourself into a hole because you're going to spend your entire fucking relationship with that person trying to prove them wrong every single day because it's not one of those things that you can get in there and be like Oh, boom, see, I told you, we're great. Because tomorrow, look, it never ends. It could be literally three years from now. You fuck up, she will remind you. Mm. <laughs> it's true, though. Mm. But then, there was, a, there was a time where, I mean, it's all about, you gotta be patient with people as well. Because, like, the last time I was on this podcast, I talked about things like when I used to always post on social media. People do, mm. people do learn. And in a way, you do feel like you need to sort of say, you know, be, just be patient with people. Maybe just do your research properly. Like, we're not all like this, but that's all I want to say about this. I'm not going to go further into it. Because there was a time in my life whereby so everything was pissing me off so much that I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time to just... I mean, evidence in a way that I haven't not dated a black girl. It's more for... Maybe I should just take a step back with um, African girls or black girls because they make me feel a certain way. But then over time, I've matured a bit and I've come to understand that not everyone is the same. Yeah. I mean, if I don't want people to think of me that way because of the behavior or the actions of another brother, so I should not do the same to African girls as well. So, patience. That's interesting. What did they do to you? <laughs> Go on, share, share, share. <laughs> oh, come on. Like... There's, there's no water in that cup. Yeah. There's no water in this cup. That means I need to be more. Right? No, no, that means you're sitting down and you're telling us actually, is that tea? <clears throat> I think I just dealt with a lot of ed- uneducated unwise females mm. um, that were quick to just jump into conclusions they just make your life horrible and the way they acted around people wasn't very um, they don't hold themselves at the high regard like I said the black woman is the mother of all races it's more of a when I see a black woman acting very trashy or talking very loosely it's like a what, do I want to involve myself with that kind of person uh, but it's again that was me I was very mature and um, I've grown up, but it wasn't like, something specific or sp- something specific. So you sure. actually never met like what educated, matured this thing. Maybe it's a thing. Like, did you think that maybe that was what you were attracting? Oh, oh, <laughs> that is a good question. Oh, man, the table's shaking, bro. Did you think? Okay, again, 
before i mean this is something i've learned from my dad mm-hmm. if you want this sort of man or like i mean he's always said it's like you have to make sure you are at that stage in your life to get mm-hmm. that blessing to get that thing yeah. so do you think you're at that stage in your life whereby you you could get like an educated good black woman or were you just at that stage where you're like average and you're getting these average women Perhaps we say that, and I'm not. I'm going to be open-minded. I'm going to say maybe perhaps I wasn't at that level yet. Yeah. But at the same time, the region I was in, Western Sydney. I'm not going to say all the girls in Western Sydney are trashy, but the ones I was exposed to at my university, the ones I was exposed mm-hmm. to at a place that I just soccer and whatnot, they were not necessarily the the best, the cream of the crop when it comes to African women. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I wasn't the cream of the crop when it comes to African men as well. That's what I'm saying. Over time, your perspective changes, uh, the people you meet, and all of those things will change up over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's my thing. And from yeah. uh, like female perspective as well, yeah. like we've been talking a lot about um, how you know a lot of the times we hear women, we hear like you know women say all these things like, "Oh, right, I don't usually fuck with Nigerian guys," yeah. or you know, even the ones that I've never like I've no, I, uh, there was someone I had this conversation with actually who said. That they didn't like, you know, they didn't usually mess with Nigerian guys, and I was like, "Oh, right, how many Nigerian guys have you dated?" Zero, but it was based on what they had heard from other people and what they'd seen on social media. So, as a, is this are these conversations that you guys have, or like, what's like, do you guys talk to each other about? Oh, right, look, Nigerian guys are like this. Oh, you should stay away from Nigerian guys, or this and that. I mean, with my group of friends, or just. Yeah. Why are you nodding your yeah. head? Yeah. 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 That's what, See, my conversations are they really, really good. I can't really say mm. anything. Like, we don't actually sit down and have these conversations, like, deeply. Like, it's more like. Mm. Yeah. Okay. You're fantastic women. Can vouch for that. Because even some Nigerian, like, Nigerian women, which is something I don't understand. Like, why would you. Like, but again, Nigerian guys do this as well, where yeah. they talk down, they talk down Nigerian women. But then Nigerian men do this as well, where they, you know, talk down Nigerian men to other people, and it's like, oh, you know. A Nigerian woman telling somebody else, mm-hmm. someone that's not Nigerian, oh, stay away from Nigerian guys, Nigerian guys are this, Nigerian guys are that. Like, just painting all the Nigerian guys with the exact same brush, and it's just like. Actually, that can come from two different ways jealousy, or because there's this thing whereby we say, oh, yeah, like, I mean, look at the good ones, they're all going away. So, if you see someone coming for the good ones, you fight back. You so, you're trying to tell me that you guys are lying to other people so that no, they can run no, away? You, mm, you guys were. Um, <laughs> usually, sometimes, I mean, why would Becky come and get good Tunde or Ibuka? I mean, while we're out here sitting down, with, why? No, it's not fair. I mean, I'm not saying personally, but like, that's what happens. Or sometimes it's more like girls have just, I feel like some people are just like small minded, like they get easily influenced. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. if they're friends have dipped their foot inside that water and actually had like a bad experience they just spread it across yeah. and look yeah. all it takes is one bad experience these days yeah. and yeah. it's just like oh my god nigerian guys they're the devil and, and sometimes trash. when these girls actually go in um they look for like the bad signs first as opposed to actually yeah. mm. being open-minded it's like it's looking like for everyone like, like, yep. i'm out yep he's going to break my heart it's like nice a nigerian yeah. guy it's like he oh my god he's breathing <laughs> <laughs> This guy is so triggered, man. <laughs> triggered, please. I mean, I'm always advocating for the qualities of the black man and also the black man as well. But I feel yeah. like both male and female, you have a right to choose who you want today. I mean, mm. I'm not going to say I'm discounting any race or any country. Um, it's who I feel comfortable with. I'm a very huge sort of um, activist for like comfort. 
Like, I'm not going to force myself to be with a Nigerian woman or an Igbo yeah. woman or even a white woman or anybody else. It's more of a the person I feel comfortable with, the person yeah. I feel like I'm, I can have a conversation with. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the females as well. You don't have to sort of narrow yourself down to this person. You can have your preference, yes. Yeah. But what happens when an amazing person who understands you, that boy is just a different race. That, something that person did not choose. Yeah. Unfortunately, that person is not black. What are you going to do? Are you going to say, well, you know, well, my parents will... No, no. There just... are certain people that would do that. I don't understand yeah. it, but there are people who would actually do that. And that's, that's, that's their problem. So you miss out on your blessing right? just because of, you know, yeah. one yeah. thing. Preferences. It's also that thing of, like, influence as well. I mean, me personally, I know my... Like, my mom would be more, like, she's very open-minded. Yeah. My dad being an Igbo-titled man... It's not going to happen. Like, I mean, he find it uncomfortable at first. Mm. Like, okay, for example, in Igbo culture, there's always that thing of, like, states. It's like, why are you not marrying from your own state? Then talk less of actually going outside. So it's, it takes a lot of convincing to, you know, to move to that distant step. So it's more of, like, what you're actually willing to do, like, in terms of fights and stuff. But, like, yeah. wait, you guys, are you guys willing to actually, like, step out of that like if your parents were like to say oh no like i'm not going to support you in that Ooh. Ooh. i think um we also had this chat before i think we we're driving down from Parramatta one day and i was talking about how men evil women i want to be with them i want to marry an evil woman and you guys were like oh you shouldn't have to have to focus on that you can meet anybody yeah. when saying that as you said, said, said something about traditions and um marrying from your state or from your people and all of that I feel like with the new crop of Igbo guys and Igbo girls, they're very rebellious. Rebellious? No. Um, yeah. They don't... They don't they, if my mom... My mom and dad obviously want an Igbo girl at home. Yeah. But I don't think they would, they would tell me, Cornelius, don't yeah. you? We're going to disown you. Absolutely not. Tell mom, dad, this is my life. You should know better than this. And they know this. So I think like uh, all my Igbo friends as well, they're like that. Um, one of my very good Igbo guy, guy friends... He's dating a, a white girl. She's she's they're about to get married. Mm. It's one of those things where about and his dad was not in support of it at the start. I'm like, you had a child long child with me, I'm like, dude, look man, if it's what you want, you just have to convince that otherwise, like you don't have to be Yeah. I mean go to the Igbo community. Yeah. Speak to those women, those older women that are that got married mm. arranged marriages and all of that and see how they feel. Yeah. I mean, if dad was to tell me something like Dochki must marry an Igbo man, dad, call him kitchen. And ask her how she feels about her husband or the person that was forced onto her. It's, 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 it makes no sense to me. I feel like it has to do it individual, first of all. Yeah. Like, some people are actually not willing to fight it. I know the household that I grew up in were very, very assertive. Um, I've, like, I'm not going to lie, growing up, I listened to my dad, I will not be good to Nigerian. So I think you'd be very shocked now. I mean, that's just to. Those came from like different this. I just didn't want that expectation. I mean, yeah. I never, yeah. I never really thought about like marriage and all those things like when I was younger. But I mean, now he'll be really like shocked because I mean we don't really have that conversation now. So anyways, but it has to do with your personality. Even if my dad wants to say no, you're not. I don't want you going outside your um like your cult- culture or even Nigerian this thing or Nigerian in general. He would still accept the person because yeah. of. The fact that he actually knows that before I actually make that step to bringing someone home to him, I've actually looked around and yep. seen that that person is exceptional. So it is yeah. just that trust there. Yeah, so, I've, yeah. Actually, in my in my case, well, it's pretty much similar to yours. Or uh, where my my family would probably much rather I marry someone you know more from our culture, more from Nigeria. But I think they'll be accepting of whoever you know um, I bring because. 
like Cornelius was saying before, people change over time. I think their views have changed over time where before they were probably like, oh, you have to marry Nigerian, da, 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 da. But then I think they know their children, not just myself, my, my sisters, and they're, they're now more open to the fact that, look, we've grown up in a different kind of world, so whatever happens, happens the way. So they're not as worried about that. Um, and I've also seen that in myself as well. I, I was pretty much like Cornelius at one point as well, where I said, look, I'm not dating no black girls, like black girls are crazy and stuff like that. But that no, was based that was based on a relationship I just came out of, which is at that time. But you know, over time as well, that's changed. You know, now I'm more open to whoever. Um I like we were saying, we we're discussing the other and I was like, look, I'm more open to whoever comes. I don't care if it's Nigerian or um if it's from a different continent. It's just as long as you have that connection with the person and that person is for you and you're mature enough. Um, to be in that relationship, then yeah, go for it. So yeah, I don't think, I I don't think there'll be much, there'll be anything to fight with my parents in terms of who I end up with. To be honest, I really like that phrase. As long as the person is for you. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you an example of why I um when I was younger. I mean, I I actually understand my younger self, and I know the reasons why I decided to step away from African girls. My university, there was a particular girl that I mean, she was a black girl. You think that you carry so better, uh, but whenever she was around the non-blacks, she'd act so trashy to win their approval. And every time I saw that, not when I say trashy, I mean not just acting wild, wildly in front of people, but when they were alone, she'd do certain things that you're just like, you, yes, you're a free woman, do what you want, but you don't have to be that low. You don't have to be the footmat. You don't have to basically do whatever they say. So when you see behaviors like that consistently with the people, the black girls around you, um, you sort of start to think, man, okay, maybe all these people are. I mean, exactly. I was very mature back then, um, yeah. but that was the reason why young Cornelius was like, yeah. okay, maybe but, I'll take her. But then again, yeah, it makes sense if that's you know what you were exposed to at the time, and that's the type of yeah. stuff you're seeing around you, it makes sense to go, okay, that's not what I want. Mm. I want something else. And then if you're not seeing what you want in the black girls that are around you, you're going to then look outside. So, But like you said, it's that patience as well. Like People mm. are actually growing into whom mm. they're meant to be. Yeah. Some people actually don't mature until they're like 28 or 30s, which is really sad, but... <laughs> Yeah, I wish I wish them the best. Uh, I wish them the best. I tell you, good luck, brothers. And you know that you do anything when you want to put this one. She got the fun one better than this. Best way to get money, come cost more than my life. I think. In other words, the God is saying, I receive, I receive. You go be now. We see it. Go and go and do your thing. And then you meet some actual non-blacks that they appreciate your culture. They want to know so much about you, and it's very, it's such a so, thing about admiration as well. Like, it, I mean, like that, my friend who's getting married to a white woman, this woman, she's awesome, man, good personality, she's educated, and she wants to go back to Nigeria, she wants to go back to Igbo, and she wants to know what being Igbo is all about. And then you see the other, the other black women that have this, they basically they offer this to you, you're Igbo, you've got your culture, and they want to divert far away, divert far away from that. And it's like two yeah. different extremes. Exactly. You're not self aware. It's mm. like you meet someone who's lost, roaming around people that are lost as well. What do you expect? Yeah. I think going back to what we've been talking about, like we've been talking a lot about what our parents want. But at the end of the day, like most of us would want to be with someone like us as well. Most of us True. would want to be with someone who, you know, we can relate to, mm-hmm. understands those, you know, cultural jokes and all that kind of stuff. <coughs> but at the end of the day, we can't, like, you know, 
limit you can't limit yeah. yourself to saying all right if this person does not match this 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 mm-hmm. sorry because yeah. then look you might just end up missing that one person that's for you just because you know they didn't tick that one box yeah you have to realize that your needs and your wants are different exactly what you want might not be i mean coming from a christian point of view what you want might not be what you need in a partner to actually get to where you or just to achieve the things that you need to in life once you get there professor I mean, for me personally, my language is a massive part of me. I want yes. to obviously, um, I feel like a lot of Igbo people, they want to keep that language. I want my kids to speak my language to me. I want them to be able to communicate with my dad and my mom and my aunties and all of that. That's something that you actually want as well. But like you said, there are some people that actually want to know exactly. about your culture. Like I've met some white women that are speaking Igbo and I'm like, damn yeah. son. Mm. And but I'm I've come to a stage in my life where I'm not going to discount a, a particular person because they cannot speak my language, yeah. and I'm not going to favor one person because they yeah. can't speak my language because if they they sort of exhibit other traits that are yep. very very they're not pleasant. You know, you know what I mean. So it's a bit of a give and take. Yeah, and language I just, one. It's very important. Like literally, I made up my mind. If it's not Nigerian, the kids are going to the village. Mm-hmm. Huh? No, they have to. Like, no, I think it's very important for me because I want to keep that thing going on. Like, isn't that, my kids have isn't to that speak something you'd agree with your partner though? Um, he will eventually agree. Yes, <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, we always, we always, no, always, we always get our way. What? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I tell people to be careful um, in terms of what they say and what they believe, mm. um, because a few years back, I I listened to you know some girls black girls, Nigerian girls, and they'll say, look, I'm never going to date a black guy, I'm never going to date a Nigerian. And I'm like, listen to yourself talk for five seconds and be careful. Imagine if your mother has said that. Yeah, exactly. Like, you you don't know if the person you're supposed to be with is around you at the time and you've just said that and, like, all said, it's lost lost interest now. Now you've missed... There are some people who discount people for the stupidest reasons. Yeah, for the stupidest reasons. I've literally heard girls say, like... Someone could be literally perfect for them, but they're not six foot tall. Sorry. Like, oh, I had it. I had it. I had an argument. People, yeah. it is. I had an argument with people discount people for the dumbest things, man. And she was five six, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <Sorry. laughs> and what's funny is those people that share those sort of views, or those people that are so quick to discount someone because of those petty things. The, the reason they give. Someone tells me. For example, someone tells me, oh. I don't date Nigerian because you guys are very, um, you, you're not loyal. And I think to myself, Konyos, are you loyal or are you not loyal? I, I'm, 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 I'm the actual opposite of what they say. So it's like, a, but then I've, I don't want to have anything to do with you. If you're going exactly, to be that kind of person. Wait, are you it, sure? Are you speaking it, for yourself or is somebody else? <laughs> no, no, no. But what I mean is that even if I feel like I've got the right or I feel like I'm comfortable with this person, I feel like we'll be a good couple. Uh, but the fact that you are saying those You don't want to have to keep proving yourself exactly. every yeah. single time, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a waste of time and effort, man. Imagine you go you, you go out one day just casually doing doing your own thing and then someone is sitting at home thinking that oh my god, what Cornelius <coughs> doing? Oh my god, Cornelius is there and now you have to come back and explain to them like this is where I was, this is what I was doing at this particular <laughs> Come on man. It's not a job, right? You don't want you don't want that in your life. Like yeah. no, who wants stress? Nobody nobody wants stress. Yeah, no can learn. If you can learn a new language in a few years, I'm sure you can learn you I'm sure I can learn your language. Mm-hmm. I mean it's not about me as well, it's about the female as well. Like, what 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 if she's very stern on in her language and I have to go to her to her people of culture and try to learn about them? It's it's one of those things you need to have that conversation again, you need yeah. to be comfortable with your partner. Yeah. 
I mean, if I'm not comfortable with you and you go, yes, you please my mom, you please my dad, you please everybody around you, you don't please me, what the hell am I doing with you? It's no, yeah. no, it's if I'm comfortable with you, we can have conversation and we can make decisions. Okay, do the kids go to your country this year and do the kids come to my country? Do they learn two languages? It's, it's I think one thing is people need to realize that when they're dating people, they're dating individuals. They're not dating the whole country. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So you can't tell me that just because that other guy there did X, Y, Z to you, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden everybody from his country is going to do the exact same thing to you. Yeah. There are people in very happy relationships from his country. Yeah. And you're sitting here talking about, oh, rah, I'm not going to date anybody from this country or I'm not going to date anybody from that country. Look, at the end of the day, you're doing yourself. Because the person you don't want to date, guess what? They're moving on with their life. Yeah. You're the one sitting there. And those petty things they mention as well. Okay, this person go to Africa and go and find a person that has those different that has those different traits. They will destroy your life. <laughs> <laughs> For example, the woman will tell me now, want to get I can speak my language, you can cook and do all that. Brother, go visit your car woman. <laughs> she go she go show you something when you go to So like again, stupid. My my like I say, marriage for me, it's on my hands. God choose a wife for me. I know that if I start to think about these uh, these things, I will never choose anybody. Mm, but the yeah. per- will the person choose me if they see me doing these things? It's it's not just about us; it's about them as well. So yeah, which is which is also something I think I've learned as well. You know, growing up, based on all the what I've heard other people say, and also my relationships as well. It's people need to be a lot less self centered when they're thinking about these things because when they're thinking about oh this is this person I'd rather date or this is you know the group I'd rather date from, you're only thinking about yourself at the at the at that point, you're not thinking about the fact that, look, I'm actually going to be meeting someone else. Yeah. I don't know where the person's going to be from. I don't know what the person will be expecting of me. Yep. All I've just got is X, Y, Z. This person has matches, matches, matches. What if I don't match what the person's looking for? Yep. I eventually meet someone who matches what I want, but I, I don't fit what they want. You know, it's a, you're going to be asking someone to bring all these things to the table. Yeah, you exactly. better be bringing what they want. So you have to think about it as there's two people in this thing. So, be open-minded to, you know, who's out there. Obviously, yeah, have your preferences. By all means, go for it. If you want to have a list, have a list. But just know that by the time you get into it, whatever you take, whatever you see... Exactly. Enjoy it. Like, you can't That's be... You, you, you can't be bottom tier and be wanting to take some... It's like what you said before about how, yeah. like, you know, you like, the girls you were around weren't exactly criminal of the crop. But at the same time, you weren't criminal of the crop. Yeah, exactly. Like guys. Mm. So, you can't, be, you can't be sitting down there being mediocre as fuck. And then expecting freaking Jesus Christ to come down and date you. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> and very similar to the quote that you mentioned before about um, you attract what... How did you, how did you say it again? You attract what you put out there? Yeah. Or what you think about? Yeah. Well, the same for my environment wasn't the best, I, I admit that. But um, I wasn't at that, the epitome or my prime to expect the woman to act. But at the same time, though, I wasn't acting that way. I mean, the, the behavior of this black woman was exhibiting. My brother, I go fear. <laughs> and they tell you, like, what you say? He switched it up again. It's, it's not that, it's not that um, Cornelius was trashy yeah. or Cornelius wasn't his best. That wasn't a question. It was more of a, the people around me were just, they, they were just not very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bump one. <laughs> yes, that's what shift? it is. Oh, no, not you. Mm. <laughs> now that's great look we should probably like you know start wrapping this up it's been very interesting it would have been good to like you know hear more 
from the you know female side in terms of yeah. like how um this stuff like plays out but yeah like from my understanding it's not as you know it's not as um what's the word i'm looking for it it's not as um strong as with the guys mm-hmm. like with us you know we've just given a whole a whole account of you know how this stuff is like how we've seen this stuff play out and how it's affected us in like you know different ways but from a female perspective it's kind of like like you said someone called you exotic like you know no, last no, but week that was someone that was not african yeah yeah but but like even then like you know when you look at these white boys and stuff they look at you know, a black woman, a Nigerian woman is like, oh, wow, you know, it's, they, they're like, oh, you know, she's exotic, she's this, you know, it's like you said before, it's about that experience. Exotic. It's about that. Whereas when, like, we... Like, we, we an animal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like very... It's about that, it's about that, it's, it's, it's about that experience. It's, it's kind of like, in a way, sort of dehumanizing. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, they're not seeing you for you, they're sort of saying, yeah. it's like, ooh, it's a, a black woman. It's, it's the, the, the skin color, it's this, it's that. Whereas we, 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 you know, we talk to white women and it's just like the first thing is like, oh, you're Nigerian. Oh, I've heard this about Nigerians. Or I've heard that about Nigerians, sort of thing. And it's just yeah, like... But I, in terms of that, actually, we're going back again. That thing of like being viewed as exotic, it could also be the same as black men actually viewing white women as something special as opposed to black women. See, a, I, perso- oh, I personally cannot speak on that. because I can't, I can't speak for that as well, bro. I don't view them that way. But, like you said, there, there are guys out there who <coughs> do view them like that and who do see... It's like, look, let's be honest, we, we, we see this happen a lot of times. Nigerian guys who newly come into Australia, mm-hmm. yeah. they jump into the country and the first thing they want to do is forget black women. Are you yeah. They're looking for that, you know, that white girl. The Oh, she, she's foreign or, you know, <coughs> white skin, long hair, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that is exactly what would drive me over. Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> Where's he going? <laughs> well, you know, like honestly, like I just thought about that. Like we see, we see this happen all the time. Like where were we? Was this yesterday? We were somewhere, and you looked across the road, and there was like you know, a couple. It was like a black guy with like a white girl. I can't, remember, I can't remember what you said. But it was like the same thing, mm-hmm. where it's just freaking, you know. Again, they come into the country, and straight away. They forget Nigerian women, they forget black women. It's like, oh, I've been dealing with black women too much, you know, da 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 da. Now I'm in a foreign country. It's like, it's, it's, it's like a mark of, oh, I'm overseas now. You know, that Facebook photo, so your friends at home sees that and it's like, oh, he's got a white woman, he's, he's made it in life. Hmm. Also, the reason why some Nigerian women might be like, yeah, I'm not going for Nigerian guys because of the way Nigerian guys would treat white women as opposed to with the Nigerian women. Like, I mean, you walk around, you see how they take them, like, trophy this thing. They'll carry her handbag and do all these things. But why is it that with an African woman, it's always, you will not carry your bag. You will not do this. Like, they, they just, like the treatment is so different. So sometimes you're just like, they don't value you. So why should you even, like... Can you elaborate more on that? Because I've, I've actually, I've heard people say that. But me personally, again, that's not personal experience. Yeah. So. In what sense? <laughs> not just, like, just go deeper into that. Like, is that, like you, for example, do yeah. you have personal experience with that? Do you have friends who have personal experience with that? In terms of, um, again, like you said, the way some black men treat, like, you know, white women and... Mm-hmm respect them and that, 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 that. but then when it comes to black women it's like oh you do your own thing sort of thing and it kind of like switches up i mean from what i've seen I, yeah i do have friends have actually experienced that um well one actually not friends 
and from what i've seen it's more like you see them just the way they treat them like the way they talk to them the way they actually like what is it um just i don't know treatment in general like it's a lot more caring and compassionate as opposed to it as opposed to with a black woman or with a nigerian woman it's like you're just there now let's analyze the black man that would do that what kind of person is he? because that's very important and what age groups as well yeah um probably like 20s in his hmm. 20s yeah that's interesting but then again like what sort of black man would do that probably one that's actually like lost or on a journey of self-discovery because that's not, a whole complex thing that person mentioned as well mm. yeah yeah, that's what I was going to say. That it's more of a familiarity thing where, you know, if they were going to date a black woman in a way, they expect that she knows them mm-hmm. and who they are and stuff. So they're like, all oh, right, you just expect there. her to deal with Yeah, ex- you expect her to deal with it because you understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right, but it's just where they're coming from in that sense. Whereas with the white woman, they think, oh, she doesn't know much, so I have to do all these extra things. Was with the black one they're like I, yeah. I don't agree with that yeah exactly I don't agree with it no, like, I, I've actually seen it happen before the so. whole thing about them thinking that um, what's it called like with a white woman oh she doesn't know them more and they have to do more. I don't actually I don't think that's a reason I don't think that's why they do this because well. like come on that, it doesn't even make sense to me to be honest because it's one of those things where it's like if you're with a white woman and then you're treating her like you know in a certain way and you're showing her all disrespect based off the fact that oh she doesn't know you. No, man, that oh, doesn't. That doesn't. Just, that doesn't make okay, any sense. Right. It's when, just when it goes to disrespecting that's something. Else. Like not even just disrespect. Like just going back to what she said. Like yeah. you know, you're showing her more love, sort of thing. It's like just based on the fact that oh, she doesn't. What? So when she does know you, what's gonna happen? I don't know, man. It's, it's, I feel like it goes back to that thing of like oh, the strong black woman. Like we can actually take hmm. more. Like you know, the African woman, she can take more. So you just keep showing it at her. Like it makes it feel. I mean, the way I said it's like we're not deserving of those things. Like things like buying someone flowers why like what makes us different like why is it a race thing i mean we also like being pampered and treated right so why is it that with a white woman it's like a lot more this thing personally like i think like when it comes to stuff like you know the way like the way you describe these people treat these white women for me it just sounds like it sounds like one of those things where it's like oh she's white you know they think less of themselves so they feel like they have a lot to prove to her whereas with their own people it's like Psh, you know yeah. that's just another black woman I've dated black women or da, 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 da. I can treat them however I want but the white woman is seen as that trophy is seen as oh look if I, do, if I don't do X, Y, Z she's gonna leave me sort of thing like you, you, you have so much to prove and then going to your question about like people not buying flowers and stuff like that when it comes to black women and then making stuff like that a race thing. For me, I think it's just more of a, um, going back to what I said before, familiarity thing, yeah. where it's like people have this, you know, idea that, oh, I know, I know black women, they don't like these things. We don't see, like, it's not part of our culture. It's not something we see. Like a lot of times, a lot of us growing up, how many of you saw your father buy your mother flowers? Yeah. Flowers. Exactly. So it's like, oh, black women are into that. Because I remember, um, I don't know if you listened to it, but on Judy's podcast, when um, Steve said that um, black women don't like flowers, and Funke was like, no, but I like flowers. Yeah. So it's getting goes back to that whole familiarity thing yeah. where it's like, oh, flowers are something that white people do, you know, all that mm-hmm. romantic candlelight and all that bullshit. Like, you know, that's what. But there's black people actually like that too, and there are black men who actually would want to, like, you know, do that. But then it's more of a, oh, when it comes to the black women, oh, 
We can eat food at home. I'll just take a shopping. <laughs> but then when it comes <laughs> to... <laughs> so it's like, you know, the idea of romantic dinners. She's going to cook the food and then you guys are going to eat. But then when it's the white woman, you're taking her out, taking oh, her out. Or even he's actually helping you. Like... <laughs> We've actually suffered. Yeah. But I, I think, again, that one of the reasons I asked before what age group these people were was because yeah. I feel like, like these days, especially our age group, it's not, it's not like that. Like yeah. it's different. Um, what I have to add to that is that I know men like that. Same. Yeah. That uh, would treat a woman of a different race differently as how they would treat a black woman. And even when you have a conversation with those kind of men, it's so difficult. It's not just if I can't. You talk to them. It's like, what's wrong with you? Like, why? Why do you talk like this? You can't have a conversation with them. So you see where the problem is from. It's the It's a personality issue. You said if you're already complex, it's like what I have is not is not as good as mm. what they bring to the table. You are white, so therefore you are better than me. Or I've been fed these lies over the years. It's it just yeah. It's it's. I've I've tried to talk to those people before. They're very difficult to talk to. They've got this deep mindset that you can change and yeah. they apply that to other things in their lives the way they go about their business how dishonest they are with their daily dealings it's not just how they treat women it's it's deeper rooted yeah it's uh, and like i said like usually when i i notice the things among people who are new yeah. to the country because to them it's now like it's it's a symbol that they have made it even if they haven't it's like oh i got a white woman you know i'm dating a white woman this is me you know I used to live in the village how many weeks ago and now I'm dating a white woman. It's like, that, that, like wow, I've made it. You've <laughs> made it in life from me. Well, a lot of these people as well, give them a couple years and that mindset yeah, changes. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, for me personally, it's like, a, I, you have it. my preference is definitely black women. Mm-hmm. I always stand by that. But at the same time, as much as I want to have an open mind, as much as I have an open mind, it's like, a, I'm not that attracted to non or white white people or people that are not black and i'm going to say that out here it's not that if i meet an amazing white woman i'm I'm definitely going to get to know more about you and if we're compatible and if i'm compatible with you as well something would happen uh but at the same time i think i'm neutral right now there's no white woman in my life that i say your your girlfriend material so i'm gonna be like you know what i prefer black. that being said though let's flip the whole question that this stuff started on when it comes to um you know People finding out your Nigerian and how that changes things in your interactions, especially now these days, where you say you know you're more into black women and you're biased towards black women. Mm-hmm. When you have conversations with people, does their nationality or their race does that really change anything for you? For example, if you if you meet a Nigerian woman and you're talking to her, it could like it could be romantic, it could be whatever. There's a certain way that conversation will go. Do you find that when you then talk to people who are not black, you're sort of like neutral like you you you're not really trying to take that conversation anywhere you're just talking to them with no attraction nothing no romantic anything it's just like do you find that their their race sort of changes things um for me no because um i'm open i'm neutral i don't have any preferences at the moment but what I, what I will say is if they were nigerian and that's more of an advantage on their end as opposed to if they were from other races being a disadvantage because I can relate to them more and we can, mm. you know, share, you know, a few things a bit better than meeting someone from outside at that time. So, nah, the race doesn't, or their 
nationality doesn't change anything for me. It's just if he wasn't Nigerian, then that's more of an advantage at that point. And this question goes to you as well, like because you said for you, you're into black guys. Yeah. So do you find that when you do talk to white men, to you, you like straight away before anything even happens, you're already you're talking to them as a friend. <coughs> Well, not really. I think it depends on attraction as well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, majority of the time, it's just neutral. But even then, if I was to be attracted to that person, I would view them a lot more differently. But like, they don't relate to me. So Don't you think that, um, considering you're more into black people, that mm-hmm. their race sort of plays a part in attraction? No, I think I'm attracted to just anyone. Like okay. I don't really have like a thing of oh it has to be white, it's Asian, this no not really. Okay, cool. I think answering that question, being um black just like everything else, it sort of catches my attention. Just like the physical looks of a person. Mm-hmm. Uh it catches your attention being black, being a Nigerian catches my attention. But what I'll quote is I'll quote Madiba. He said if you talk to a man in a language he understands, it goes to his head. If you talk to him, to if talk to him in his language, it goes to his heart. So it's more of a, if I meet a, I meet a in a group of big group of girls, I see a black woman, I'm sort of intrigued. Like, okay, I want to know about, more about her. Yeah, I find that that she's not, she doesn't have the right personality, or she's not really what I, I sort of thought she was. Then I would move on. It's not like I'm going to discriminate. Like I, I want to know more about that person. It's if it's like an indicator. It's like okay, I pick mm-hmm. up, I picked up on that. Um, but if she can speak my language, that's another thing. I'm, I'm like I'm interested. Okay, where are you from? How come you can speak the language? Tell me more about yourself. It gets the conversation going. I want to find out more about that person. But I'm not going to say that um, I meet somebody who a white woman who has great pers- a great personality. Everything is good about her, but she's not black. And then a black woman who can speak my language and she's a trashy human being, and now she's a black woman because of that. It's, it's very, it's a bit complicated when it comes to me. It's like a, your blackness would, would definitely attract me initially. Um, the way you look would definitely attract a lot of men initially. Um, your language would attract me, but I want to find out more about you. It's, I mean, um, for me, like, I might be attracted to you naturally, but it's not going to head anywhere. Yeah. That's for me. I mean, find you physically attractive, but. I think for me, it has to do with the, sus- the substance of the person. Yeah. Like, yeah. something has to hold me. Like, something, like, it just has to be something. Not just your looks or, like, whatever. I get bored by that. I mm-hmm. don't find it. It doesn't last. It's just like, man, we go see one Caribbean shit. Hold on. No, I'm looking at you like this. I'm going... No, no, seriously, like... Do you have, do you have anything to say about this? This is biased reality, right? Okay, yeah. We're just going to be open. Yes, and I'll be honest, please. physical look, um, those attributes, yeah. she, she has a fine face, she's beautiful, she's gorgeous, she's curvy, she's slim. She's, those things are different things that some different men prefer. And they will definitely catch your attention initially. Yeah. But that's usually, that's, that's surface level, that's all they are. They will catch your attention, but if the substance doesn't match that. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Like, what, what, what are you going to do all day? Stay there and stare at her face? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... That's huge. So, initial attraction, and then you find out what that person's substance is mentioned before. Yeah. That's a huge thing. Because there's, there's a lot of identifiers. And you find people in, like, you know, the shallow relationships when they go for oh, just the physical. Because, like, okay, cool. You're physically attracted to this person. Yeah. Now, what's up? <laughs> like, where you go? Where you going with that? Yeah. Absolutely. Why, why are you laughing? And that's, it just crossed my mind. I just, I, just, I just needed to say that I would rather be with a person that I can yeah. have a conversation with and that person is actually educated. The person has substance to them. 
than to be with a woman who is absolutely beautiful. I mean, how many times in the Bible have you read about men being led astray by a beautiful woman and like women with sweet lips? Mm. I mean, you read in Proverbs today. There's so much um, men being led astray by women with the their tongues. Their tongues are like vipers. I think that's I the right that expression. No, her tongue is like a viper. Right that part. Uh, her, her, her words are like like honey that will poison you. Something yeah, actually, like that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm it's, not gonna lie. Thank it you. Is, yeah. The man studies the scriptures. But that's mm. that's priest preach. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's um yeah. But that being said, though, a beautiful woman with the substance too much. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Look, Papa God. Amen. You can speak Igbo as well, my brother. <laughs> Show me love. Not even making a list, bro. No, no, no. This is just choice. <laughs> well, now look here. Yeah. That's yeah, very interesting discussion. It's good. It's been good to just understand stuff from different perspectives, and just see how like you know different people think about different things. Because again, as a guy, I can. There's only so much that I can relate to. There's only so much that I know. That's, and then when I talk to other people, and then I find out all these other things from you know the other side of the fence. So it's been really good having you here and on you. So um yeah, thanks for coming on. It's okay. Um, yeah, we're just going to wrap this, this up. Round oh, you guys didn't actually make them jealous. We're in Sweden, guys. Right. Of course, Stockholm. Yeah, look, this, okay. today's, today's episode was brought is to a you. bit different, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit different. Look, give, give us some Swedish. Yeah, give, give us, us some Swedish. Swedish. What's the Swedish again? Hey. Give us some Swedish, please, 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 please. please. Uh, uh, talk to the one who's in uh, on exchange. You have been showing off since, now you don't want to show off anymore. <clears throat> um... Yatala. <laughs> yatala, yatala. Uh, as always, Yag Hirte Cornelius Azolibe. You know who I am already. Um, I eat from. I don't know, man. I forgot. I'm just from blank, right? But we're still trying to learn other languages. But yeah, look, guys. Such this this episode. Swedish, bro. All the way from Sweden. Yeah. In Europe, in case you guys. Not the one that is in Lagos. (laughs) Not the one on Google Earth as well. Not the one that's in Lagos. Nah, I think we just wrapped this up. And we are touring Europe as well. We're going to different countries. And we're actually trying to find out more about people in these different countries, their personalities. And I feel like over time, these um, conversations will have people over and over again. It's sort of desensitized. Us to certain things like personally speaking, not not today, nobody. If you show me enter, I'll not be taken aback. Yeah, like it's like a, I I I know what people are like. So whatever you show me, it's, it's I've, I've witnessed that before. Shout out to London girls. London girls. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, what now, happened in we'll, London? We'll save that for another we'll topic. That we'll save that for another topic. Sorry, good. Just right. save that for another that, topic. That, that thought that they Anyways, let's, right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> uh, if you have, like we said, we're still um, on holiday or going around Europe. So we're bringing you guys our episodes from Europe, wherever we are, and we'll let you know. But for now, it's been nice having this discussion, interesting one. Um, if you have any contributions, questions, interesting stories, feel free to share them with us. Hashtag, hashtag biased reality. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt real quick, guys. I forgot to say this before, but we have a website now. 
So, which I was going to get to anyways, but don't interrupt me. Anyways, carry on. Which I was going to get to anyways, but um, yeah, feel free to hashtag BiasReality if you have those stories. Also, follow us on all our social media pages, BiasReality underscore, or you can head to our newly created website, which is BiasReality.com. Um, I also want to thank our guests for coming, so if you could just let us know where we can find you, we'll start with Nonye. Oh, I'm on Instagram. Um, so Nanyarem Duru, so on N O N Y E R E M underscore D U R U. Yeah. And Nanye is doing so much for herself. I mean, she's a lawyer. She has a blog. She has a blog on her Instagram as well. Yeah. She she writes as well. Very, it's very interesting. To always talk you to her. The blog as well, man. I mean, oh, come blog. on, yeah. Well, it's just a personal development blog. Um, I just talk about like life and like what stage I am in my life and just like thought provoking stuff. So it's called Chronicles by Nanye.com. So yeah. Feel free to go check it out, guys, and support her. How about yourself? And you guys already know where to find this guy, but he's going to plug it anyway. Of yeah. course. <laughs> what do you mean? This, there might be new viewers out here. Kachuku, C A Z C H U K W on Instagram. On Facebook, the bitch Kwazolibe. And yes, that's where I am. You can find me whenever you want. And as usual, you can find me at Pharrell, F O U R R E L L. And that's on Instagram. And you can find me on any of my social media pages Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Uh, I use the same handle, Osarimen, O S O R R I M E N. You can find all this information on our posts as well so we normally put the you know handles of our guests and ourselves underneath as well so thank you very much for listening to this episode put a smile on your face it's always a positive day and see you next episode later oh shit.